0: Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, World Cup Daily. Day 11 of World Cup 2018 is done. Brian Strauss and I will be talking about that today as part of our podcast, coming to you daily from Russia through July 16th. Just a small request, it would be a huge help if you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. In this episode, I'm also joined by Rob Stone, my colleague at Fox Sports, who is hosting shows throughout the World Cup. Onward! Onward! Okay, let's bring in Brian Strauss from Nizhny Novgorod. I am in Moscow. Brian, how are you, man?
1: This is my last night in Nizhny. I will not miss it. <laughs>
0: you were there covering England 6, Panama 1 today. Uh, thoughts on the game, my,
1: my man? Um, I don't know. I was kind of fired up to see uh, Felipe Beloy get that goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice finish, too. Kind of slide, sliding... One timer. Um, look, every, everyone watched it. I mean, it was a, it, it was, it was emphatic. It was, it was ugly at times. It was nasty. It was ruthless, relentless. Um, and 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 I will say this: it was very, very professional. And I think that's what stands out to me the most about this England team. It's not star studded. Um, you know there are fewer recognizable names and 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 sort of you know guys with global q ratings on on, on this team than really any england team in recent memory and yet that i think that's a good thing I, I there looks to be a lack of ego garrett southgate's talking about harmony and valuing his players and and sort of this team first mentality you've got guys like you know trippier and stones and maguire and and and, and walker who are sort of you know and hey, look, even even Lingard and 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 um, and uh, Raheem Sterling are not the big names at their clubs, right? I mean, really, right. Harry Kane's the only guy in on the team who's who's the the guy on his team. And so this is a team of sort of workhorses and 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 blue collar guys and complementary players. Um, and they just handled themselves really, really well. And 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 you know. Southgate after the game sort of made a joke about how you know playing in a game like this is a really rare rare treat uh, for England because you know usually we're going to make hard work of this usually we're going <laughs> to labor through this we're going to find a way to make this ten times harder than it should be and they didn't today and so I think that really bodes well for them going forward this just seems like a, 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 a an England team that has its shit together more more than most you know no controversies no no stories about wags or hooligans or club riffs. You know it's just they're just kind of humming along and it's gonna get a hell of a lot tougher now because obviously Tunisia and Panama are relative lightweights but they're coming into the tougher games I think the way you want to be coming into them they seem really together really even keeled and, and that's what I took away from today
0: yeah I mean that makes sense um, I look at England I don't even know if they're gonna get that much of uh, we're gonna learn that much from the Belgium game I think they're gonna both sides are gonna sit players I uh, I actually don't know if it's preferable to finish first or second in this group at this point when you look at the knockout rounds uh, that probably depends on whether Germany ends up finishing second in its group and Brazil finishes first in its group if that ends up happening I would actually rather be you know in second place in England's group than in first but I know that's not something that people are thinking about on the field or inside the teams Um, but looking at other games today, Colombia uh, just rolled up the goals in the end, 3 nothing against Poland, eliminating Poland, which was the seeded team in Group H. And I know you didn't have a chance to see too much of this game, but uh, I thought it was flashbacks to some of the great Colombia teams we've seen in the past in 2014 and in the early 1990s. And I thought it was cool that they showed Valderrama and Rene Higuita in the stands enjoying themselves because it felt a little bit like some of the performances that team had.
1: Well, I, I you know, I guess we could debate whether or not they that that handball against Japan really deserved a red card. Um, oh, of course but, it did. Uh, uh, it, uh, uh, I'm not. I don't know. I'm it's not, a, it's not a nice. denial of a goal. Yeah, but I don't know how. But it was kind of flailing. I don't know how. Like I told you, he didn't spike it. He didn't volley. He didn't Suarez it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I've always been a big Juan Cuadrado fan. Yeah. I think he's really fun to watch. And he's just, he's got, he's got really, really impressive technique and control, but he does it with like this. He's got a fifth gear that's just awesome. You know, he, he, just, he just moves with strength, but, but, but does so with really, really sort of precise control. And, and he's power and precision. And I've always been a fan of his. I thought he was just fantastic today. Every time I looked up, um, it's funny, I, I, I was finishing work. And then um, Wolf and Down some dinner at my hotel, and wound up watching the game with. Uh, I think it may have been a father and son, um, but but the, the the father English, the son American, but now living living in London. And it was funny they were doing the. We started talking because they were doing the. Like how do, where, where do we stand with Belgium they were do, having that exact conversation right. like th- figuring out how many yellow cards they had versus Belgium and sort of where things stood, is it going to be fair play, is it going to be a coin flip, do we want to play Mexico or Brazil so we were watching the Columbia game uh, the three of us um, and Colombia was fabulous and, and uh, Quadrado was fabulous and like I said it just made me, it made my heart ache a little bit um, because I think maybe they deserve better than they're going to get in this tournament because of that handball
0: Well, uh, I still think it was a red card. I I do think it was clearly a third-minute red card, and maybe we should keep that in mind when we look at Colombia's first game performance, that loss to Japan. Um, But this is a fascinating group because here you've got uh, Japan to Senegal to Japan coming from behind twice to get a point out of this game that puts Japan in a pretty good position uh, at four points along – along with senegal one point ahead of colombia with poland out now and uh you know japan now gets poland which is out of you know they're eliminated even though as we learned in 2002 uh just because poland is eliminated doesn't mean they're gonna uh not try in game three good shout nice
1: <laughs> that's a quality reference there well done but you and, know and we're all watching i mean I, I you were there i wasn't um but you know, we you, you it was. I, I will remember that day so vividly because of the eeriness of the U.S. being in a World Cup game and not watching it. Right. Of, of, of flipping to the to the to the um, Korea Portugal game because that was the one that mattered because it was whatever two nothing three nothing eighteen nothing whatever it, you know whatever it was between the U.S. and Poland and sort of that oh my God like my country's in a World Cup and I'm watching you know I'm watching you know, Korea play Portugal right now instead. What a strange day that was.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I really have enjoyed Senegal and Japan in this tournament so far. And Japan has been much better than I expected. uh, And clearly didn't just get the benefit of the early red card against Colombia. And and I like what KSK Honda has been bringing to the team as a a substitute in two games now. He scored the equalizer for 2-2 tonight. And he seems to accept his role. Now, this is a guy who's played at some really big clubs. He's in Mexico now, uh, but he still brings something to the table. And maybe that coaching change that Japan had not too long before the World Cup, bringing in a guy who is going to actually use Honda and Kagawa and some of the the, the bigger name players, uh, it seems like it was perhaps the right decision. Um, but. You know, Japan came from behind twice. Senegal was lots of fun again. Um, a really good second goal from Senegal. Each each side had a, a goalkeeper mistake lead to a goal uh, in this game. But I really liked the 19-year-old uh, player for Senegal who scored their second goal after a really beautiful combination play in the box. And uh, it's a it's going to be a, a pretty wild final day. Poland is out, but. Uh, really, you, you've got three teams fighting for two spots, it would seem like Colombia-Senegal could just be an amazing game.
1: Poland was a seed, of course, because they kind of gained the ranking system, right? They didn't play, right. they didn't play friendlies, um, and it was the equivalent of, I mean, FIFA's ranking system, which is changing, by the way, in part to combat this, but it, it's still incomprehensible, um, but it's the equivalent of a batter who wants to finish with a certain average, you know, basically not taking at-bats, and you know, friendlies. I guess there's more to it. Dilutes your total more than it can help, and so they didn't play any. And so they they took. I guess they took Spain's seed, right? Um, right. Good job, so, FIFA. Yeah. So so um. But actually, Spain. It, it didn't really hurt Spain, cause Spain was in a in a in a group that was super top heavy for them in Portugal. Um. But uh. But yeah. I mean, Poland was a uh, ball don't lie, right? I mean, Poland was exposed here. Um. You know, just 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 not a. Not a very dynamic team, um, just had trouble creating, and, and um, you know, Columbia just, Columbia rolled them today. I mean, I, I just thought that was a wonderful performance. So uh, yeah, between the, between the three teams still there, a good group. And then obviously tomorrow is, is the, the, the group stages finally uh, conclude. Um, so we're gonna start filling in the bracket. I love brackets.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I still have an outside chance to get 16 out of 16 on my predictions as far as knockout round teams.
1: That's stupid
0: it's kind of wow. crazy but I, I still yeah. I need some help from Iceland I need them to rally uh, and I think it's going to be tough to get I had Colombia and Senegal coming out of that group and because they're playing each other I think that might be a tough one for both of them to advance but not impossible um, otherwise everything good on your end?
1: Uh, yeah I've got a um, I got a 7.30 train to make um, and those of you who know me know that doing anything before 10 a.m. is really difficult for me. <laughs> um, and I, I, had a, uh, I had an incident on the way here where basically, because I, I didn't know Nijni and I was bewildered and, and didn't want to sort of add variables and confusion to the situation, I called the hotel or emailed the hotel and, I, and like was willing to pay like 10, 15 bucks to have like them come pick me up at the train station, right? With like a little car with my, you know, guy holding my name on it so I wouldn't have to negotiate Nijni traffic or, or roads at 11 o'clock at night when I got here. Obviously, they never showed. Like, it goes <laughs> without saying, they did not show up. So I've th- I think I've successfully convinced them to transfer that ride that never happened to tomorrow morning. And I guess whether I see you tomorrow will <laughs> will be the uh, the indication of whether or not that worked.
0: Well, good luck, man. And- Thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow in person. Big thanks to Brian Strauss. Next up is my interview
2: with Rob Stone. Rob Stone, I'm very excited to see you. It was great bumping into you in the lobby and you asking me to join you. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: The daily podcast during the World Cup is a little catch-as-catch-can, but uh, greatly enjoying these daily interviews with you and other Fox folks and people like Lutinovich. Yeah, I had Paul.
2: breakfast with him the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I was throwing fruit on my plate and I saw him from a distance and I waved and he recognized and he, you know, I think he was thinking at first, like, is is that Eric Winalda, Is that Joe Max Moore? Who am I looking at? <laughs> it's clearly an American. He comes closer. He's like, I know the face. I'm going to greet him, but I have no clue what his name is. And then I just, as always, I just throw in like the Alexi Lawless will be here in a moment. We got all excited. <laughs> so now I'm calling Alexi and the three of us have this power breakfast. Um, which was fascinating. You know, Bohr is just one of those loved individuals. True. And he shows up at every World Cup. I don't know what he's, you know, what a racket that guy's going. And then, I don't know if I told you, when I was leaving for work that afternoon, um, I came down and I had I had my earbuds in. And I was just, I need the music to pick me up. Right. I kind of have my, um, my walking path and my music. And I, I get fired up for the day. And there's Bora. So I, you know, I politely pop out an ear and I, shake his hand. And he goes, do you have a minute? And I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, I barely have five minutes. And those five minutes and that one minute ass turned into a 20 minute dissertation. Ouch. Uh, and we, we moved, we moved all the way Grant to the front desk and he's borrowing paper and pens from the people who are checking in people at the hotel. And he's He's diagramming and things and he's quizzing me and I got every question wrong, but I didn't know what the questions were <laughs> and, and there's, there was math involved and I think we're talking about corner kicks and that's the World Cup, right? It's just, it's yep. craziness day in and day out.
0: You never know who you're going to run into because literally in
2: our hotel here, uh, Arsene Wenger, I see at breakfast yeah. all the time. He was having uh, after game tea with Clarence Seydorf Nice yesterday. Uh, when when we were done with our day, and yeah, you know, I I, I bumped into Didier Drogba. Yeah, you know, yesterday it, it it is it's like the it's like the Star Wars bar for soccer. I
0: like it though. Sometimes I actually think when you have some of these guys on a show, the even more interesting conversation is between those guys in the green room.
2: Yes, yeah. When the microphone is off, uh, and the random comments come up, you you really get the truth, and it's it's amazing when you when you clip a mic onto somebody's sport coat and that red light goes on people pull back you know and and some yeah some and and they they don't really show you their their true colors and uh it takes a while to get it get it out of them but you're right the green just like college football when i'm doing studio you know the things that coach wants that and matt leinart say you know you're like this is gold. Like, I just want to sit and listen to these stories. And people are yelling at us like, you're on in 30 seconds. I'm like, hold on. Did you know this about the Cowboys? You know, did, did you know this about the Dutch national team? Here comes Gus talking about his, his days with Russia. And, you know, he's telling me, he's like, that used to be uh, my physiotherapist. We got rid of him. You know, you know, I'm like, why'd you get rid of him? And he's, and he's giving me examples of why he got rid of him. You're like, this is amazing content that we can't
0: get on television. True, true. The, the stuff you're getting on television is pretty good, though, because I've been watching all the Fox broadcasts. I do work for Fox, by the way. Uh, but I'm enjoying the Fox broadcast. I'm enjoying your studio show. Could you give our listeners a sense of what goes into your preparation for that show?
2: Yeah, it, if, if the whole World Cup, It's you have to constantly remind yourself to reset uh, at halftime. You have to kind of—because you're you're sitting there, and you're watching this game, and you're lost— Right, you're just lost in, in forty five minutes of soccer and you wanna be a fan, but you know that winter is coming and, and you have these rundowns and these conversations and these highlights looming and, and you really gotta like close your eyes, click off and, and reset, like all right, what were the talking points coming into this game? How does this how does this score line impact these two nations and the other two nations in the group going forward? And you have to do that at every half, you have to do that at every final whistle before the next game starts, and then the next day when I wake up, you know, I mean there there are mornings where I wake up and I just kind of look at a wall, A, would I realize where I am? Because there have been some mornings where I wake up, I'm like, where am I? <laughs> Who, hotel, continent, Russia. All right, we're in Russia, all right. And and there's days where if I really quizzed myself, at that moment, I, I couldn't tell you who's playing because you were just so lost in the day before, sure. the day before, and the day before that. So the preparation for me is, it's, it hasn't been ideal time-wise. You know, by the time we're done with work and I get to my room, you know. If I'm out by two a.m., it's it's a good it's a good night. And and realistically, it's closer to three. And realistically, it's game notes on my chest or right by my bed. And I'm trying to get a jump start on the games coming uh, because then I know when I wake up, there's going to be a flood of more information. I mean, you could research this tournament you know till till you're dead. You know, I mean, between podcasts and and articles and breaking news, and you know, every time you think you've got this tournament figured out here comes another curveball. Right. And, and it's been constant. You know, the, the Mexico upset of Germany. Germany's late free kick to give them the win. And then when that was done, within minutes, then there's this this unrest in the Argentinian camp. It's really hard to keep up with this World Cup. And that's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for the viewer. Um, but boy, you've you got to be rested and you've got to be nimble. Yeah. No, definitely that's the case. So
0: in terms of just your thoughts on this World Cup so far, what are they? I think it's
2: over-delivered. Yeah but every World Cup does I think and and people are always worried about something about the World Cup you know when we were going to South Africa grant we were worried about security and our laptops being stolen right. when you come to Russia you know I was worried is there going to be this this World Cup excitement this vibe this feel and you know look we're in Moscow we're right in Red Square we're in the heart of everything and it's here I mean there, there's no no denying it I'm really curious what it's what it's like day in day out at some of the other um, cities around Russia but it feels like a World Cup here, it, sure. and and there's no doubting that. Um, I, I, we've had some spectacular goals. I love that themes are developing, like these set pieces. Um, we're seeing some upsets. Uh, we're seeing this drama. We're seeing too much crying, frankly, for me. <laughs> Just too much crying. Like I love the emotion, and I love the passion, but I looked at Neymar, and, and my first reaction was like, it's a second game in a group stage game, bro. You're down on your backside crying. Against Costa Rica. Against Costa Rica. Like you should have won this game. And I know it was late and drama. And then you have to, then you have to hit that reset button and say, let's go back four years and all the pressure that was on him and his country. Then let's go back uh, to the early stages of this year and the foot surgery and coming back from it. Then let's go back to just a couple days ago when he injured himself in training. And you know, it's so much to digest Um, But I think this this tournament has been wonderful and you're afraid not to watch. And I think that's a sign of a good event. You are afraid to miss a game, a moment, a minute.
0: You notice, though, Tony Kroos didn't do any crying after that goal. I tweeted that (laughs) Germans don't
2: cry. They don't cry, but they they start some uh, rumbling after the game. With the Sweden
0: coach, yeah. that was so weird. I, you know, I we looked at on the World Cup Tonight show more of the video of the Sweden coach going ballistic about the Germans, apparently upset that they. Oh, nice job, Grant. Who's calling? Uh, Who's calling? That would be Let's name drop for us. It's somebody in Russia, but I'm going to turn off the <laughs> sound.
2: Uh, I hope there. Um, By the way, my phone here in Russia, it goes right to voicemail. I don't, get, I don't get any phone calls. It doesn't ring. It does nothing. It's, in Russia, your phone calls go voicemail. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, so the Sweden coach just goes nuts when he should be going nuts on his players for not putting up a good wall.
2: And was there... Or, it seemed or, like Or a they poor foul. You know, don't foul don't there. Foul, yeah. You yeah. had the man advantage. Uh, I, I also, you know, initially I thought he was upset that wh- where do these five minutes of stoppage time come from right. as well? You could have seen five minutes in the first half, but the second half... Uh, and it was... It was a German official. I don't know who it was exactly. What I found interesting watching the video is it was a German official. Just one person who came over and kind of did a point and a taunt. Another guy who looked similar to him came over to clear him out. And the guy who cleared him out is the one who ended up getting pushed by the Swedish people and getting attacked. Um, and it was interesting watching the video of, of uh, Yogi Love kind of being escorted away from it, like he had nothing to do with it and and let 's embrace and let 's take it and I, I think it 's going to be fascinating what that goal what that moment does to galvanize Germany Is it a little crazy to you that Mexico has beaten
0: Germany they 've beaten South Korea, and they are not guaranteed to go through yet
2: right that that group is is insane nobody 's out nobody 's in. Um, you know, and then you go to group d and and the Argentina train wreck and what's going to happen there you know what I found crazy yesterday is that Russia, the lowest ranked team here in the tournament, was already through to the group stage before Germany had earned a point, yeah, right I mean you just like sit sit on that and 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 roll that through your head like what are you talking about? you know this World cup is its own world cup it's it's not going to be told what to do it's acting the way it wants to act, and it is delivering. Um, curveballs. It is delivering drama, emotion, tears, um, and it's really been... More enjoyable than I thought it would be. And I knew it would be great. I have high expectations for every World Cup. And we're not even out of the group stage. Yeah. You know, wait, wait till wait till Monday starts when we have these simultaneous games. And then we got the group, uh, we got the knockout stage. It's only going to get stronger and better. This is like day 11 of what, 30, 31? I just know it's day 11. I don't know when it ends. <laughs> I just know it's day 11. But the beauty is when July 15 hits and that game is over and that last show is done, There's going to be this great emptiness in all of our lives you know where where is it i i I came to love this and and i think that's what's really been cool about soccer in particularly in the united states uh the last couple years and maybe that's just for us grant because because we've had gold cups and we've had women's world cups and we've had copa americas and world cups like we're used to these big summer tournaments we're we're this is our expectation and and when it ends, there is this huge drop off the cliff where, yes, you, you reintroduce yourself to your family and your friends. Always good. Right? But you're, you're missing, you're craving this game. And, and I love that because that wasn't, that wasn't the case, you know, really not that long ago, even 10 years ago. Right. Uh, and now the fact that this, that this public in our country wants it, craves it, needs it, misses it, uh, just warms me. And, and it reminds you the sport is here.
0: For me, the countdown to Women's World Cup starts the day after this one. Yeah, is over.
2: absolutely. I mean, I'm already, every time I see the Eiffel Tower, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's where we're going to be France next summer. Fame. That's fantastic. <laughs> and um, I got a ton of friends, you know, who are like, I'm coming to France. Yeah. This sounds fantastic. You know what? That's a great family trip for the summer. We'll go to Paris and it's, it's not going to be the mob scene like it is here in Moscow. You're, you're going to feel much, quote unquote, safer and, you know, not have the, uh, the monetary issues and, and other stresses that come with it. Uh, But you're right. Here comes the next tournament. And oh, by the way, the Gold Cups next summer as well. A really important tournament for the U.S. men's national team. And hopefully they'll have a direction by then. Hopefully they'll have a coach by then. We would think so. (laughs) Um,
0: In terms of sort of your experiencing this, what you're doing every day here, even though you've been covering soccer since the 90s, um, this is the
2: first men's World Cup where you've been the host. Yeah. How's that been? It's been awesome. It's been fantastic. It's been what I wanted. I, it's what you know millions of people back in the states would, would want to do, and and I get it. I know it. You know, Bob Lee sends me texts. You know, and I I can feel the jealousy in him in a good way. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's proud. He's happy. He's watching it, but he misses it. Right. You know, and we would all miss this role. Um, it, it's been fantastic. I think it's been maybe a little bit more challenging than than I thought it would be for some other factors out there. Um, and, and it. It, it, you know, we kind of formed a team um, on the fly a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like Japan where, you know, a new manager comes in just months before the World Cup and we got a lot of things to figure out. So we're bringing in some international talent and and we don't know them. They don't know us. They don't know how we do American television. We know how we do it. We don't know how their, their English is. Um, we don't know how they understand how we do television our way, how we're going to interact um, when we're not on camera, all these things. So it was very much like um, uh, like a preseason camp for mm-hmm. the first couple of days of kind of sorting things out, like, all right, good, I can lean on Kelly Smith for this. Oh, Clarence is really strong here. Uh, in the end, I know I can always lump it forward to, to Alexi, and he's going to be able to handle Whatever's, whatever's coming his way. So it's, it's been an interesting growth curve for me, uh, for us at Fox Sports as well. And I, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're catching our groove right now.
0: When you talk to some of these folks who haven't maybe done a ton of U.S. television before, what do they say are the main differences between sort of European style and U.S. style? Television? Time. Okay. You
2: know, it's just, just the amount of time they have to talk is pretty much it because we are so uh, Sold between commercials and, and and lineups and we've got to get this in and we, we get a report from here and a hit from here you know we're we're america maybe right you know we've, we've got short short attention span theater we, we need new things to catch our eye and new discussions and new talking points uh so i think for a few people out there that just takes a little bit of adjusting like oh i get it um you know a couple times like martin o'neill or or, or clarence Sedorf will you can hear them going, like, oh, they're going, and this is great, and you want to sit back. And I hear my producer, like, just in my ear, like, we gotta go. You know, like, we we got some bills we need to pay, and it's coming up, and I don't see a comma in clearance's, you know, commentary. There's there's no period or question mark. He's he's rolling, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm trying to find that window where I can gracefully, tactfully end him and pull us back to our game and and let a couple commercials roll. And and that's just that's just what it is. And I think We've grown, we've adapted as well uh, to some of our guests and how they want to present things. And, and we realize, let them go. You know, when, when they're on a roll, right. let, let's, we're going to adjust later. We'll adjust during the commercial break. We'll kill some elements that aren't as, frankly, aren't as good as, as what we're getting right now from, from an Ian Wright or, or a Gus Hedding or, or, you know, a Kelly Smith. So we've both been kind of learning.
0: Now, had you ever been to Russia before this no. trip?
2: I had not either. Yeah. Uh, I even,
0: you know, was wondering, maybe a little apprehensive Absolutely. coming here. I've totally enjoyed it. Every Russian I've met has been a good experience.
2: I agree, and I will say too, I I've gone out of my way to be extra happy American. Yeah. Um, And I I think the security guys at at our TV compound now smile when the American crew comes by because it's pretty obvious who we are. Um, And, you know, I think when we leave, they're going to go back home and they're going to smile, they're going to laugh, and they're just going to say to everybody, have a great day. Good to see you. (laughs) Sun's up, guns out. You know, I mean, just like we get, we just dump all these American phrases on them with smiles. Good to see you. Have a great day. And I think that's what they're going to take away. And you're right. It's, it's been a really welcoming experience. Um, the people have been, you almost wonder if they've been programmed and told, like, you change your attitude this summer. You will be nice and smile. Everybody be helpful. Put the batons away, you know. Uh, but I would like to think this is what Russia really is. I'm not. Sure, uh, but the Russia that I'm going to take away from this summer has been absolutely wonderful. Yeah,
0: no, it's and and you also point out too. People have an association of certain things with Americans, like even Gus Hitting the other day. I, I he came in, I was like Gus, how was your day? And he's like, Do you really want to know how my day was? And I was like. He's like you Americans often just say that, and I was like, "No, I, this American actually wants to know how your day was, guys. Right?
2: <laughs> Gus has been great. I give him grief every day because I just want to go out with Gus, you know, because Gus lived here. You know, everybody in Russia knows him, and I, mm. I just want to, I want to, I want to run through Moscow Gus style. Oh, whatever yeah. that means, whatever whatever that includes, uh, is, is something that I want to I want to experience here and. Uh, yeah, the country has been great, but again, I've just been in Moscow. I've just been in this right. this little bubble around Red Square, uh, and and I'd like to get out. I, you know, I may have an opportunity, you know, when there's a day off mm-hmm. at at the, at the tournament to go see something, experience something. Uh, but overall, I, I think there's great regret back home with a lot of my my American soccer friends mm-hmm. that they didn't make this trip, and I, I have a lot of good friends from my days at Colgate or wherever that they've made it a habit just to go to the world cup and yes it's always been great that the u.s has been there but it's it's a guy's trip it's a it's a road trip where we take the family and we do these things and i think a lot of people put the brakes on russia Um, it was augmented by the fact that the u.s wasn't here but I, i just think you say russia you they were fearful and you know the trip and this and that uh i think back home watching the scenes seeing the games there's there's great regret that more americans didn't come out here to witness this fantastic tournament
0: some of the Americans I have run into here, uh, including a group of guys in Elvis outfits that was here in our lobby the other night uh, from my hometown of Kansas City, they go to every World Cup. They've been doing it since France 98. They said they're totally enjoying it.
2: Yeah. It's, you know? I, I think it's been an unexpectedly warm reception that they've been greeted by.
0: Yeah. Rob Stone, thanks for joining me. Is that it? We're done? That's it. We're done. Oh,
2: well, that was easy. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the Planet Football World Cup Daily Podcast. I'd like to thank Brian Strauss and Rob Stone, as well as everyone at Keens 13 and Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Please, if you like the pod, tell your friends, subscribe, like, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the cause if you do. And we'll see you
1: tomorrow.